0: Hi and welcome back to another episode of the Air Polygamy Podcast. I'm your host Lindsay and this is part two of my interview with Julie Rowe. We are just getting into doctrine and we're going to talk about Chad Daybell. So Julie, thanks again for giving me your time. I know you're very busy.
1: You're welcome. Hi, Lindsay. Man, that was some heated stuff. I get heated about this stuff. Can you tell? No,
0: I <laughs> I think that's fair. I think your experience and, you know, the way the institution treats people, I think you'll find a lot yeah. of sympathy for my listeners here. So, okay. Thanks. So you well, wanted-
1: I've never, I'm not a fan of institutions at all. In fact, they're run like Lucifer runs his armies and his institutions, right? And he treats women on the other side of the veil, just like he treats them here. Because this is a telestial world. Right. Yeah. If you get into a terrestrial world, he doesn't have that power. So women are treated differently. And when you get to a celestial world, treated completely opposite. Again, we have the opposites. And so I want people to flip that. If you if you're completed, treated completely opposite in a celestial world than what we have here and we have a patriarchal society here. What does that mean in celestial realm? Well, and I wanted to ask you truth about polygamy. Of what it's like to be in the light kingdoms, really? I,
0: I, I would right. actually be one of the things I've been kicking around and. Uh, since this is about polygamy, we have a lot of polygamists that listen to this who actually, you'll like this. They call the LDS church the corporate church. That's like their term because uh-huh. they yeah. also see the, the church as sort of stirring. How do you see mm-hmm. polygamy, though, the way that it's been practiced? Um, I know that's kind of a random question, but I don't think I've ever heard you talk about this before. I've heard. I've never talked about it. You can talk about this, but like there are rumors that you're sealed to multiple men yourself and that Chad Dabo was sealed to multiple women. And I've heard about bonded marriage and all of that. Like, can we, can we dig into that a
1: little bit? Okay. I'd love, I'd love to talk about that. I can tell you, let me tell you what I'm allowed to say. Okay. Um, men and women both can and are when you get to, uh, just because you're sealed on earth doesn't mean it's sealed in heaven, right? Just because you have the ordinance here doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. That sets a stage and it opens the door. For you to potentially become sealed meaning just because you have an ordinance doesn't mean and so we have a lot of i have a lot of clients that are in abusive relationships and they stay because they're sealed and they feel stuck and the church doesn't doesn't teach how this ordinance works and so they get stuck in these relationships because they're guilted or shamed or they feel stuck or they feel like they're a bad person or they don't want to lose their quote-unquote salvation or exaltation if they leave everything from being married to gay men or abusive husbands, physical, sexual, people, molestations. I hear it all every day, and it makes me so angry. Because here's the thing. The Lord never wanted you abused in any way. And as far as I'm concerned, the way polygamy has been practiced on this planet is abusive. And I've been a polygamist wife on this planet that I know of at least three times. And I've been a polygamous wife on other planets that were telestial because, again, Lucifer runs it. So I have memory of that, and I have trapped energy I've had to release specifically. And the only way that energy has left me, which makes me okay to talk about it now, because before I did energy work six years ago, I had people, that was some of the biggest questions women asked, emails coming in, because they were so heartbroken about polygamy, and they couldn't stand the thought of it. And they, and they begged me to tell them that it wasn't true, yeah. that that wasn't how it was in the heavens. And I had no permission. And... I was I had so many trapped negative emotions myself from past lives of having been abused by men, right? Some of them husbands that raped me, some of them that cheated on me, some that had illimited children, some that practiced polygamy, right? All abuse. And part of my mission that led up to this mission, for as they've explained it to me, was that I had to go through all those experiences again as part of my progression to understand. So that when I progress, I can understand what it's like to be in someone else's shoes. And um, and so I have these memories and I've had to clear out these energies. And the only way they release is when I actually acknowledge the energy that happened to me. Well, and because I'm visual and the gifts they've given me, I get flashbacks. And I don't just get flashbacks from when I was raped in college in this life, right? I get flashbacks from, you know, 600 years ago when I was raped in that life. And that's what happens as your veil fangs and you prepare to become translated as you prepare to go in to a different realm or sphere, like a terrestrial sphere. And so uh, there with translation, that is an ordinance. I want to make that very clear. That is an ordinance. And there is not a mortal man or woman who will lay their hands on your head and do that. Anybody listening to me that's had that done? Cause there are at least six breakoff groups that I know of that are being told they're translated or will be. There is not a single man or woman on this planet. That's doing that right now. You're all deceived. Well, first of all, and I want to say, that I'm ordinance so. ordinance comes and it comes in line first calling an election and you have uh, the second comforter and you have second anointing and then you have translation and the second comforter is is in person second comforter being christ and so it, we have these people that think they got their second comforter because somebody came we've got chad daybell told me a couple years ago that peter james and john came to him up in a mountain in idaho and gave him the sealing power and i was told then that those were deceiving spirits and they were fake peter james and johns
0: so i first i want to say i'm sorry that that happened to you in college i like thanks i yeah. You know,
1: it's the life of a lot talk of talk about it because I've done energy work. I've released it. I'm good.
0: Yeah. And um it, it unfortunately, like you said, it is the experience of a lot of women. And and that's why I want to talk mm-hmm. about Chad Daybell because Chad, uh when I when I've heard you talk about him before, it reminded me of my own experience, you know, with progressive Mormon men who are problematic. Mm-hmm. It's men have been trained up in the Mormon tradition their whole lives to Yes. Work their way up in the hierarchy, but pretend that they don't want it, you know? And I saw Chad Mm -hmm. as sort of a victim to that. Can we Mm -hmm. talk about that? Um, I want to know, I, gosh, I have. He's from Springville, Utah. (laughs) He's from Springville, Utah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Enough said. Well, so help me make sense of it because. Because, um, Daybell, he, I've seen people really construct elegant theologies around their own desires, right? And and I this yes. is kind of a extreme situation, but like the Lafferty's who were murderous, they built a whole theology around his anger towards his ex-wife, right? Or Warren mm-hmm. Jeffs developed a whole theology around his pedophilia rape
1: and molestation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so is it possible that lust Chad and Lori energy. got caught up they just felt like yes. romantic attraction to each other and went off the yeah, rails? Lust.
1: Okay. Yeah. So they did, they did fall in love, but it was lust as well. And, uh, and I'll say this much. Okay. So lust is what got Lucifer. He had ego. It was lust. Uh, when, when Lilith and some of the other women were utilized by the dark side, the other Satans to recruit Lucifer, they seduced him. Okay, so we have that. I'm going to leave that out there related to Lori and Chad. And they didn't just seduce with their bodies or with their sexual energy, because even if you don't have a body, they can send sexual energy. They didn't just do that. They seduced with flattery and telling him he was important and amazing. And he had such amazing priesthood power and gifts.
0: Yeah, that's that's heady, right? Yes.
1: And so we have Lori, okay, and, um, their connection, how they met, and she, you know, she's a Chad, Chad groupie, and just so attracted to him, and just so excited to know him, and they start corresponding. And, and Chad, who's got patriarchal energy, has spiritual gifts, and who, uh, had ego and jealousy. And I can tell you this much, he's always been jealous of me.
0: I, I wondered about his relationship with you, like, because, working you you guys are doing deep spiritual work I, i've actually never mm-hmm. listened to chad speak so i don't even know if he's charismatic or compelling at all but how how do you not get confused about like the the intimacy of doing spiritual work i could see how it would be confusing to yeah. especially to people who mormons who grew up men and women are not supposed to be alone they're not supposed to have friendships so but- i could see why that would be really mm-hmm. confusing for him and did, and did he try with that, that with you was...
1: i was alone with him in sessions it was always in public uh or at his house with his kids or he and tammy alone with him it wasn't until end of 2017 uh in public um never in a car but like at the iCenter center at byu we would sit there and talk and do some sessions. He always wanted to, he always wanted to use my gifts to get answers or for me to tell him. And about a year and a half ago, almost years ago, I was told by the spirit that Chad thought he was a Vivek servant. And I was, and I know who that person is and who's in the presidency. And I was told never to disclose it, you know, until later. Yeah. And, and, um, Chad asked me, I mean, from the very beginning, way back when we started doing our books, he would always ask me, you know, how do you think that's working? What do you? and I'd always kind of play dumb. And um, every time he'd ask, I would ask in, in my head to the spirit, I'd say, Can I can I say anything? And they'd say, No. Do not tell Chad any of that. Do not disclose to anyone. And they would say, and I would say, Is it because it's too sacred? They'd say no. And I'd get this, uh, don't trust feeling. And he would get more specific. And, and in the last about two and a half years, starting at the end of 2017, after he started to wake up to multiple probations and, um, and he, he would start, he, he got this necklace and he was using, there's a whole other story on that we could talk about. But, um, he, he wanted the only time he ever wanted to see me, cause we weren't, we weren't doing the books at that point was to do a session that he called a session. Okay. Which I don't do with clients. I, my sessions I do with clients is not what we I did with Chad that Chad claims is a session, but I call I'll call it a session for all intents and purposes, and we meet at the iCenter Center or somewhere else on campus, the Taylor Building, whatever, and um, and to my knowledge, I most time I thought Tammy knew, right? Uh, and then it wasn't until the fall of two thousand eighteen that his I guess you could say his true energy started to be revealed or exposed. I just felt uncomfortable. After every meeting, I would leave and I'd have this insecurity and there's this unsettled energy like, but the Lord continued to ask me to work with him. And the Lord brought us together and I saw a vision I knew without a doubt. And so I did have an inherent trust right away from the beginning and a bond with him. I knew I knew him primordially and I knew that the Lord brought us together and there was the divine orchestration. I just, you know, just because you're a visionary doesn't mean you see everything. In fact, you don't, there's most of it you don't see. They give you just what you need. Lucifer gives you just what you need to accomplish his goals and Elohim gives you what, what you need to accomplish your mission. Well, so because of that, I, and I, but I always asked every, every step of the way, can I trust, can I, this, can I, that. And um, I would ask, for instance, with my, my relief organization, is he on my council? Cause I have a council. They say, no, he never showed interest in, in my GTRF work. He was the opposite. I would invite him to come to meetings or to participate, and he had nothing to do with it. He didn't want to meet any of those people. He had no interest. And I always thought that was really weird. But I figured, okay, well, he just has his mission. I have mine. As time went on, we had more and more disagreements. But most of the time, I never vocalized that to Chad because I did not want to let him on what I knew about him, what was being disclosed to me from the spirit related to his false doctrines. I would try to correct here and there, like gently. And I'd say, oh, I don't really, I don't really see it that way. And, and, um, he also has a gift of reading fat energy and so do I, but he's really not that skilled at it compared to me. So I had, I had an upper hand on that and I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm just telling you that's, that's
0: well, no, that's what I was going to ask you is what you saw. Do you, do you see him as having legitimate spiritual gifts? And if so, what are they? He does.
1: He does. Uh, well, and the other thing is like, I don't just read that energy, but like when somebody connects to my energy, I can see the images that they're thinking about in their head. Now that's going to make people scared and they're not going to want to ever talk to me again. But, uh, and they don't show me everything, right? It's not like I can read everything or hear everything. They give me what I need to know. For instance, if I'm on the client, w- uh, on the phone with a client that has a porn addiction, well, the best thing is for that client to just come right out and say, I have a porn addiction, that's what I need help with. But if they don't, and that's what's coming up the energy that they really want to clear, I don't have to say to them, Okay, so let's get to the heart of the matter. You have a porn addiction. I can simply see sometimes they'll give me the images of the porn they've, they've looked at. And then they'll say, yes, it's porn addiction. I'm like, okay, great. All right, this is the topic of the day. And it was the same thing with Chad. Uh, and that's what happened when he told me that he saw Tammy dying and that he, he thought it would happen in a car accident. I didn't see it myself. It wasn't my own vision. But he was connected to my energy, and I saw what he was seeing in his head, which I have been told was a false vision. But at the time, I was still learning Lucifer's tactics and his abilities to implant false visions to the degree that I didn't understand. I knew he could do it. I just didn't understand the degree to which he did it because the machines, mechanisms, devices that they are using, the technology and spirit realm that they're using, both light and dark, has increased incapacity exponentially just in the last year does that make sense yeah well there's this interview with melanie Gibb to the degree that i need to be able to combat the opposition coming so that i can advance into the light so does that make sense yeah no i was just gonna ask
0: you about this so melanie gibb has come out with a few interviews where she's talked about some of the theological beliefs and and that's what i wanted to ask Mm -hmm. you about because i actually think Like I said, I I think your stuff tracks with Mormon doctrine, and that's why I find Mm -hmm. it fascinating. I can find in your theology a Mormon uh, leader who has propagated or or said that. Chad, I thought, was doing that, but... This new stuff coming out, I can't track it. Like, uh, yeah, uh this yeah. idea of, of zombies murdering it's all, people.
1: It's all chaos energy, confusion energy, because it's orchestrated by Lucifer. Has it gone and murderous? Do you believe it's, like, yes. murderous? Okay. And I didn't know that until recently. In fact, I did an interview last week with Nancy Grace, and it's going to come out. I did a an hour and 10-minute interview with Nancy Grace. It's going to come out in three segments, the first one on June 23rd. And she asked me, do you think Chad killed Tammy? And at the time, what I heard from the other side of the veil is just say, I don't know. Or I think she might have said, um, did Tammy tell you how she died? I think that might have been what she said. And I said, Tammy is not. I'm being veiled from that. And I don't know why that is, other than I'm being told it's for my protection and that we need to flush the energy and give opportunity for people to come forward and confess. Now, this is only based on what I can assume, and I could be totally wrong. But if you had to ask me now, based on the gifts I have and the knowledge that's been given to me on both sides of the veil, I would say. Statistically speaking, it's more likely he killed Tammy somehow, even if he didn't do it physically. What I've un- what I've come to understand is that on a spirit level with where he is as far as off track and what's gone on and what he learned about dark energy and dark arts and things, he very likely they may never find what Tammy died of because it could have been a quote unquote supernatural thing that he used to send curse energy and other things to actually take her out. The thing is, is the life side allowed it because it really was time for Tammy to go. And the reason I know this is because since October last year, Chad, Chad kept attacking me energetically, but I, he didn't know I didn't ever talk to him. This was in clear back in 2019 after we had our falling out. And I noticed I would get these visuals and I would see his spirit in a prayer circle with some of the Satans. Now this is all in spirit realm. Okay. And he has no idea that I know this. And so I would see it and I would, but the reason I'd see it is they'd show it to me because I was under attack, choking, dying, somebody squeezing me, curse energy, all kinds of stuff. And the only way it would release is when out loud, I said to the practitioner that was working with me, okay, I see Chad who's dressed in this. This is what he's got on. And uh, this is what I see that they're doing. And these are the, these are the people that are involved. And then and then the energy would go away. Okay. And, um, and so that went on for uh, about six months in 2019 and three weeks before Tammy died, I, I was instructed um, finally to talk to Chad and he finally got back to me. It was only the second phone call in 2019 after he refused to talk to me about royalties and other things on a professional level. I, I had to get sorted out. Well, we talk on the phone three weeks before Tammy died and Uh, But before that, in May, before I started seeing Chad, before they started showing me that Chad was doing cursing or doing things directly against me, in May of 2019, when I confronted Chad and said, listen, you're not responding to my texts, and I need to talk to you about this stuff. He tried to claim, maybe it was June. He tried to claim that I had spiritually attacked him in May. He, it was a text in June. He tried to claim I had spiritually attacked him in, in May. It's so another tactic that Satan's using. I've got some other people in Idaho that are being told by demons that I spiritually attack. I can promise you I've never spiritually attacked anybody. I would never intentionally hurt anyone. That's what the dark side does. I used I use uh, defense mechanisms and I use shielding. But I do not go on the attack. And that's the way the light side does it. Well, well, he accused me of that, which woke me up to the fact that he knew how to do it. And that's where his energy was. And that he himself had been been doing that to me. But I wasn't unveiled from that until it happened. And then shortly after that, then they they started unveiling me to that. And I started to understand more about spiritual warfare on on a celestial level. So does that make sense? He's that's that's the danger, then,
0: though, right? Like, that's the danger that worries me yeah. is, like...
1: That's why people say, oh, stay away from energy work. Well, I'm like, okay, well, Satan's going to attack anyway. And so do you, just because we have state presidents and bishops that molest, do we no longer go to church or no longer meet with our bishops or state presidents? Do we no longer support the priesthood?
0: I I mean, some people would say no, right? They would walk away. How, but how do you stop someone like Chad who, I mean. You learn
1: how to do light warriorship. That's how you do it. Do you, you learn think how that, to defend yourself?
0: You don't, you learn how to put shields up. But what about Lori's kids? Would they, I mean,
1: they wouldn't have known, they would have been innocent victims.
0: Do you believe that they are alive? I, I know that's
1: a question you're probably asking. No. In time. the last few days, I feel like Ugh. the spirit's finally telling me they're on the other side. And I'll tell you what happened to me when I, I couldn't bear the thought of Chad or Lori, but especially Chad, the guy that I thought I knew. Even though I knew he's done stuff and he was being deceptive and and he had done stuff to me because I have a whole other story about stuff he did to me in 2019, last time I saw him. But but even though I knew all that, okay, it's one thing to say, listen, the guy's having an affair with Lori, okay? It's another thing to jump to the point where you can say he would murder his wife on any level or injure children, right? And I just couldn't do it. And yeah. so I was blocked, I was blocked by my own heart energy. But the thing is, is that was part of the plan and I was protected. And so people will say, well, how come you came out so strong at first and you said it was your gifts and this and that. It was my gifts based on what I had access to on those days. But they've opened more of my gifts and discernment up to me since. And I have physical realm, celestial world proof from documents by police and FBI. And for me even, okay, you can have spirit realm quote, unquote, proof all day long. But sometimes you have to see it with your physical eyes in a telestial realm in black and white before you're going to believe it. And that's no different than anybody else on this planet, because some things are so hard to bear. Some truths hurt so bad. And some things seem so unreal. You can't imagine that that's really what's going on. Right? Yeah. And that's the same with people waking up to multiple probations. They can't. They can't mentally, um, mentally go there because what that would represent for them, what that would mean for them in their marriages, what that would mean for them in their constructs of what they've been taught in the gospel, what that would mean for them in their culture, what that mean for them in their families, because they aren't. They've got these mental constructs and these mental blocks. That's the other thing energy work does is it opens you up. But it opens you, it opens your third eye and opens your hearing and it opens your energy and it gets rid of the heart blocks, right? When you open and heal your heart, the heart is the real brain center and it affects all of the organs, including the brain. And it does open you up to the adversary. But even in the garden, right? The entrance into the fall, and this is part of the reason people are so afraid and it's been ingrained for generations is even during the fall, Lucifer comes and says, "Oh, I see your eyes are not yet opened." And so it's through the opposition, very often, that our eyes are opened, and it's through the redemption and the atonement of Christ that our eyes can be opened and we can be healed from the fall. I think Chad is so
0: lost in this, right? Like this idea of of zombies and 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 Lori too. Zombies I
1: mean- is like a bunch of crap right yeah he well, tried that on me i heard him say it three times kind of in a snickering joke he was testing it out on me and i flat out said that's not how it works no no nah, nah, i'm not seeing that
0: yeah, so for th- listeners, Chad. My understanding—correct me if I'm wrong, Julie—is Chad believes that their like uh, people can be t- their energy can change and they can be
1: sort of possessed almost. And well, there's some truth to it, right? And that's what Satan does—he tells some truth. How? Are how though? Every day like all the time, the energy can come in and out of you all the time. You don't have to sin to have it happen either, but if you are sinning, it opens you up more. Do you? And you, you think- can have spirit attachments. I cast them out every day, and they attach, and it's not because I'm wicked. And I've had people that that don't have the gifts to the same extent I do and they've looked at me and they've judged me and they've said I'm dark Chad did it he's been going around for a couple years telling people I turned dark oh it just happened to coincide with when I was excommunicated do you worry for your life it also coincided when he was starting to have an affair and go more off track right he can't be the dark one I must be because I'm disagreeing with him that's what I'm concerned about like are you worried about the next one on his hit list because if I'm dark and so are her kids and so is you know, and Tammy and Charles had people that were dark possessing them, and that's what happened to them. Then, you know, what's he what's he lining up for? I'm getting in the way of his mission too, so I'm I'm next on the hit list.
0: That's exactly what I was going to ask you if you were worried about that because once no, the Melanie stuff for, came out, I'm
1: protected. I can tell you this: my light warriors are way bigger than the demons that that give him information and guard him. And I worked for Elohim on the light side, and they are way more powerful, and they look way further into the future. And we planned for this eons ago. God saw it eons ago, and I was perfectly prepared for it. I have absolute trust in Father, and I'm not scared one bit about anybody in spirit realm or others. You know, what? worst case scenario, I die. Hallelujah. I'd be thrilled.
0: <laughs> well, I
1: know, but I, I would hope you I don't be there. murdered by, <laughs> by an old friend. I won't be, but I've been murdered in other probations, and I have memory of it. You know what? So what? Okay, do energy work and release the trauma. Honestly, I'm what? like... Well, what Take would you say out. to Chad? Like, I mean, I've, I've, I've called out the cabal on Eyes Open and on Julie Roche show, right? I'm not scared of Chad Dabel. I got Lucifer. I, I have, I have Cain showing up to my house and Lucifer on a regular basis and I have to cast him out all the time. Really? I got great, great, great grandfather, uh, Satan, who's orchestrating some of this crap now. You think I really care about Chad Daybell? He's, he is a peon. Do you think he cares They're just about using you? Him. Do you think he is still threatened I know by he you? Used, I know he used to care. About, I mean, he cares a great deal about what I think. And he, and he's super pissed. What's he up to now? Do you know? Like, I don't... It's he's so- living in his... Last I heard a month ago, he's living in his house with some of his kids in Rexburg. And he'd asked another one of our contacts uh, if he could live in their basement when his son came home from his mission in, uh, in April. She told him no. He also asked... If he and Lori could live there when she got out of jail, and they told him no, and he also asked if they'd put their house up for bond right along with several other people, because you know then he could bond her out.
0: What was their whole Hawaii thing about? That was so interesting to watch. Selfishness, really? Just like a like a like they have used theology to Lori have an it affair.
1: In the, it, Lori said it herself, and said herself, with Melanie Gibb. She told Melanie Gibb she can wait to have sex with Chad three times a day. If that is <laughs> isn't lust, I don't know what it is.
0: What I'm would you say to Chad if he's listening right
1: now? That. I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with sex three times a day, but there's something wrong with sex three times a day if that's what motivates you get together with a married man. Although they think they're married, so whatever. They also give dates of when they thought the earthquake was going to happen and when Tammy was going to die. Is and Lori revelating too? too? I, yes. She. I so she.
0: Do you, you think she has legitimate gifts based on what you what you've seen?
1: She has a few, and um, and she. Uh, this is what I'll tell you, and people are going to have a fit with it. Okay. There is something to the light, dark thing, and I'll tell you why. When I refer to light and dark, what I'm referring to is, uh, more than anything, when I see or am told that somebody put a contract on somebody, meaning, uh, like I, like I'm a light warrior, but I have dark contracts on my head because people are, uh, have contracted to keep the mission from coming forward. Okay. So if, if somebody made a contract because they were deceived premortally, uh, to come to the earth and, and essentially do some kind of action for the dark side to try to prevent the time from rolling forward, then they're dark. They can, you could turn light or dark at any point in time, right? If, if Vladimir Putin wanted to go light, he could go light. But he's like a fourth creation dark who has been serving the dark side for a long time fourth creation being four worlds chad table's stupid scale not accurate and i told him that from the very beginning and he got that from pure revelations online and some books that have false messages and false beliefs and he got that from another guy that um is one of the guys that's spreading rumors about me and i happen to know that both chad and uh that guy made promotional contracts, but I didn't know that until a certain point in time. I was always told that at some point they were going to betray me with, well, with the one guy, with Chad, they did not tell me that until 2017. What they told me, and because I know they wanted me to keep working with him was I would ask, can I trust Chad Daybell? And I always got hesitation and I always got a clear cut example. Do not discuss certain understandings. Do not tell him all your gifts. He knew that I was visionary. He he knew I could hear stuff. But he had no idea to the degree to which I could do it. And the more I unveiled, the more jealous he got, and the more competitive he got, and then the more off track he got. It was like our energies diverged, and we went from being pretty close friends to now being on opposite sides of the track. Yeah, and, and there's a reason for that. I want people to see the contrasting energy because people have been asking you, Julie, where are the kids? Where are the kids? Where are the kids? and I, mean, I still don't know no they veiled me from it and they told me that's for my protection i don't want to get dragged into an fbi case i'll do it if i have to because i will speak truth at all costs i've told all the media anywhere at 20 20 something media different stations and stuff please give this to fbi and police no police or fbi have contacted me no law enforcement none ask them, why is that right that's the weirdest thing ever
0: well i mean the whole thing is weird like why he's sitting free i mean it, there's so much death surrounding yeah. their case right and yeah. that it's like you, I wanted to believe that the kids are hidden away for a greater purpose in a bunker somewhere.
1: Right. Yeah. But it's getting less yeah. and less likely. And well, just this week, even, even before Melanie came out with her stuff, you know, and she said the same thing. The spirit told me last week, which is, uh, you know, Kylie's almost 18. She's a teenager. I've been, I've been hearing this talk a learn about this for, for six months. Okay. What teenager do you know is going to be okay for six months or more not having a cell phone? And so she's either now being held, you know, as captive against her will and not being shown TV and all that. Or, and being fear-mongered, like, you know, you can't for your own safety or whatever, they'll track you. Or she's on the other side of the bill. And the longer it goes, the more likely it is that she's on the other side of the bill. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I started to wake up to it is because at first... I saw her her and JJ in a bright house near a beach with palm trees in this beautifully decorated house. And honestly, I have so much going on business-wise and busy. I could only donate uh, like so much energy to trying to look, right? Just trying to maintain what's going on. And so when I looked at it the first time they showed it to me, I just assumed, based on my own belief system, again, not wanting to acknowledge that Chad could actually hurt somebody, like that they couldn't murder but I'll tell you this much to become a Satan one of the biggest things in the in rising the ranks is that you have to murder let just put that out there it's a requirement so <sighs> you chilling you um, I know right so I see this scene and so I come out publicly and I say I know they're at the beach I never saw Chad and Laurie at the beach with them but I saw Chad and Laurie at the beach and I could tell they were in physical realm for sure and I saw the kids And I assumed they were in physical realm because they were at the beach and because they were in this tropical location. And what's since been made known to me in the last few months is that that isn't necessarily physical realm. They were at the beach. They were in that bright house. But what happened is as mores come forward, the scenes have changed and it went from a bright location to a less location. It wasn't a bad location where they were, but there was... The emotions started to surface, which is what the Lord told me, and I don't have confirmation on it yet. Whereas with Tammy, the same thing happened. With Tammy, for the first three weeks after Tammy died, she was in this bright place. She'd gone home. She had they had a big party planned for her, a big reunion, and she she spent three weeks partying it up with all of her family on their side of the veil, being welcomed home. At three weeks, the energy shifted. And I was told that in spirit realm, they unveiled her and let her come and see what was going on on earth related to her death. And ever since then, her energy's changed and her worry about her kids and her frustration. She's still at a good place because she's in spirit realm and she knows it's part of the plan and mission that she agreed to. But like, she's concerned about her kids and she just wants the truth told. And she's continued to tell me that.
0: But before she died, did she know that Chad had a revelation that she was going to die? No. So he
1: kept that. He kept that. And you knew about that too. As of three weeks before Tammy died, Chad told me that he had not told Tammy or his kids. I heard from Emma Dable, his oldest daughter, the day Tammy died, that they, none of them knew Chad had never told him. And she flat out asked me if I knew and if Chad knew. She didn't ask if I'd seen it. Maybe she said, do you see this coming or do you know? And I said, I was told, I told her, I said, I was told in 2015 that your mom was going to die. I didn't know when they said approximately nine years, approximately five years. I said, but I didn't know when, and I know timeframes can change. And I said, your dad came to me in 2017, right? I don't know if I gave her the date. I said, your dad came to me a few years ago and he asked me if I'd seen anything. I was told to be quiet and to listen to him. And he told me, and he described a scene that he saw her driving their truck and going off the side of the road and there was snow on the road. Okay. And and so that's what Emma knew. She starts crying. And she says to me at the end of the conversation, it was basically a 40-minute phone call. And what I saw in Vision was Chad came over and grabbed the phone from her and she hurried and got off the phone. Right as she ends the conversation, sobbing her eyes out, her mom's been, I mean, it, it this is at 130 on a Saturday, the nineteenth. And Tammy, uh Tammy died in the middle of the night, like two in the morning, according to corners and Chad called or found her like six in the morning. So her mom's not even been passed away for a full 12 hours. When I get a hold of her, I was told not to call Chad, but to call Emma. And Emma and I used to be close. And so she, and she has amazing gifts. So, so she says to me, you know, Julie, what I'm most, most worried about and she's sobbing her eyes out. And I said, what's that? She said, I'm worried about my dad getting remarried. Hmm. I said, why are you worried about that? And she said, because I know about multiple probations and I have a problem. I have a hard time with polygamy. Oh yeah. And so he, he had been brainwashing his kids with false revelations about multiple probations and telling them that he had an important mission with Lori or at least, He had an important mission. He probably told them that he knew he was a Davidic servant and he laid the groundwork so that when Tammy died, he could go to them and say, Hey, I'm getting married really fast, but your mom's come to visit me. And she's told me that she's encouraging me to do it, which is why I'm okay with it. Because, you know, your mom is part of the plan. Your mom wants me to marry Lori. And I'm saying to this, what woman on the other side of the veil is okay. Okay. I can see it later on. Okay. Wait six months, wait three months. But, I know it's so but fast. I, I have, I have sources that have told me more than one source that this told me that Tammy died on Saturday. They had the funeral planned completely. Chad did by ten thirty that morning. He told them that the funeral was Monday in Springville viewing, funeral Tuesday in Springville and and viewing on Wednesday, and on Thursday, the day after the Idaho funeral, Chad was at the temple with Lori, and he introduced them. To her, then he he had gone to that those people and told that couple that they were part of the hundred and forty four thousand. He comes to their house or they go to his house. I can't remember. They're sitting at the kitchen table. I don't remember whose house it was. And he tells them he's obviously in love, and she's the most beautiful woman ever, and she has the prettiest blue eyes. Tammy hasn't. Tammy's been dead a week. Did was he and unhappy a few days in his marriage later on Tuesday? He comes to their house, sits on their couch with Lori and he's got his hands all over him, all over her. She's got her hands all over her. And they say to me, and this is, this is the main couple that's told me, but there's been other sources to confirm. I have multiple witnesses. They say to me, they were obviously in love and they looked at each other. This is a couple in their sixties. They looked at each other and they said, that's when we knew they had had a physical relationship because nobody gets that comfortable. In a week's time, especially after your spouse has just died. Yeah, that's happened. so
0: wild to me. And and did he have a and good a relationship later, with went, Tammy? And then
1: that following Saturday, so that was on a Tuesday, a week after the funeral in Springville. And the following Saturday, they flew to Hawaii and got married. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing. And then he takes a vacation with his kids and Lori to California. I can tell you this much. Those kids hardly ever travel. They got hardly get out of Utah and Idaho. They were probably thrilled to get a vacation in, in California. And he had prepared them to accept Lori. I can't can't imagine. She's a very engaging personality. That's what Lucifer does, right? Put your best foot forward. Get those charismatic people out there. So they, they they tag team. Melanie called it fatal attraction. And here's why. Chad plays this this soft demeanor, kind guy, you know, shy, almost introvert. And Tammy was kind of the same way. And then all of a sudden there's this dynamic blonde hottie that comes along. And it's like the perfect fail attraction duo.
0: I know. That's what's so weird is to see th- this doctrine turn, like, so
1: dark and murderous. You
0: know, and I can tell you this.
1: When the people, There's people online that think the reason I've, I'm out there against Chad Dabel is because I'm upset that he chose Lori over me. I can tell you this much. I'm the one that cut it off with of Chad because he was trying to go down the same road with me that he went down with me. See,
0: War. and I wondered that because when I talked to you, our very first meeting, I have been in similar situations with with men in this community, Mormon men. And you just like, I could hear it in what yes. you were saying. I was like, I wonder if he tried that with you. Because yes. I've heard that you do sealings to multiple men. I heard that Chad was trying to, one of the rumors I heard was he was trying to
1: seal. He, he tried to get me, he tried to get me. "Quote unquote to be filled in." You know the funny. I'm sitting there, right? We're in this room, sitting there, and he says, "Why don't you say the words?" And you know what I did? (laughs) It played along. That's what I did. And I said, "Okay, well, I guess we're sealed now."
0: (laughs) So (laughs) is that is that that what this is? Push out
1: the energy so I could be a witness to both sides of the veil of who Chad's character truly is and what his true energy is. And it came at a cost to me and it will come at a cost to me, but I will speak truth at all costs. And my husband knows all of this. He knows that Chad tried that.
0: Well, I'm sure he wasn't the only man to try it, but I wonder is, has Chad tried it with, do you know if he's sealed to multiple women?
1: He's not sealed anybody. He might think he is. I know this is an old trick, right? (laughs) Lots of people. seal, And he's not the only one. I've been contacted by thousands of men coming on to me. Right, I wondered, but <laughs> but uh, there are there's a couple of groups in southern Utah. There's another group in the Rexburg area. There's some in Man- Manti. There's some in Salt Lake, and there's some out of Manti- M- uh, Nampa, Idaho that are settling. And they're all now getting into either polygamy or polyandry as some of these higher doctrines are being revealed. And they they are waking up to it, but Lucifer is teaching them. And they're all sinning. They're all sinning.
0: How do you tell the difference, though? I think that's the thing I that have skeptics... Been sealed
1: to, I have been sealed to many other men on other probations. I've been sealed to one man in the temple on this probation. And the other thing is I was excommunicated. The church tries to tell me that I'm not sealed anymore. And that's a lie. Because they they uh, accuse me on false charges... And therefore, they have no authority according, you know, they have no authority. They can't take away my heavenly blessings because some celestial church decided that I'm not worthy. It's a bunch of crap. Yeah, no, I so absolutely. My baptismal covenants, my sealing covenants, my, my initial and my endowment are still intact.
0: Okay, but Julie, you have power. Like, you have a huge platform. You have people listen to you. So what would you say to people like Chad, who's listening, who, I agree with you, I think he got lost in this. I think he used his, I've yeah. seen this happen over and over again with these these Mormon men who build up these theologies to make sense of yes. their worldview and their desires. What can right. you say to them and men and and women, I guess, like them who could go off the rails like this?
1: Well, I'll say this, because Melanie... Gibb made a point very clearly and I was told Chad's the one that first introduced me over the phone to Melanie Gibb in 2016 or 17 and the first thing I was told I got a visual of her in my mind's eye the Lord showed me and he said she's going to betray you and I met her in person in the summer of 2017 at the only preparing the people conference I went to Melanie I think she went to all those or a lot of them that's where she knows Chad or they emailed and I am going to tell you this is the other part of Melanie Gibb is she chased after Chad and she was super jealous of me and and my gifts and my mission. I met her once for a couple of minutes and there's a reason she wanted to become best friends with Chad and Lori. I'm going to put that out there. And I'm going to say this because Melanie's coming clean on a lot of it, but the main reason is because she wants to clear her name, which I don't blame her, but where she's deceived is that the doctrine is dangerous, that energy work and Dr. Multiple Probations is dangerous. And here's why, because where there is fear is your first sign the adversary is involved. Because where there is truth, there is no fear if you have the courage to move forward into light. And so the minute somebody says, Oh, that's dangerous doctrine. Okay. But is it true doctrine? And here's why. If Joseph taught it, it's, it's in on record in church history that Joseph taught and Orson Pratt and Orson Hyde and Brigham Young, right? in the modern church now people will say nancy grace says to me on the on uh you know on the interview real quick multiple variations she brings up she said since when did jesus teach that he never taught that and you know what i said in response i said actually he did but we have records that have been lost now somebody can research the lost gospels because the roman catholics took records out and christ not only taught it with mary magdalene and the apostles But those that believed it, the early Gnostics and others that believed it were burned as heretics. And there's a reason that Stephen was stoned. Those are lost gospels. So people that get into this and they, the minute you say, I'm afraid or that's, that's scary or this is dangerous, I want you to pause and go, okay, what am I afraid of? What truth am I afraid of? And if it's, if, and, and like you said yourself, right? When I have this skepticism or this, uh, this, this, it's, it's fear energy that's coming forward in your system. And the only way to confront fear and to clear the energy is to have faith and push through it and research it and get to a place. And, and you know, here's the thing. The only way. Now, if anybody studies what I've written on my blog or any of the podcasts and they actually read my books and listen to my podcast, especially Julie Rocheau, they would know I have never said, trust me or trust what i'm saying i continue to redirect to the savior and i always say take it to the lord because that is the only way you can get through it that is the only way is to get a witness and the other thing is if you have false beliefs which we all do and we have filters and all kinds of things that i see energetically that we that we struggle with on a celestial level that until you clear those out you will continue to get false beliefs and you will continue to, to be subjected to the adversary because we are in a telestial world where he gets to reign right now. And the only, and so you have to look at it as a growth pattern. Why are we here? This is school. This is progression. If you want to become a god or goddess, you have to go to school. You can't all of a sudden have your PhD and be an expert in your field. And if this is your first world and your first probation, You're not only a toddler, you're like an infant. You might be the equivalent of two weeks old in your experience. And if this is your 10th life on earth, then you might be in third grade. But most likely, you're still an infant. Because what I know about eternal progression is it takes a long time, which is the other reason Satan had such an effect on people and still does. Because people don't want to do the work. They want to become the god or goddess. They want to have all the gifts. They want to have all the glory. They want to have all the mansions or whatever you want to call that in heaven that supposedly rewards. They want to have the power. But they don't want to do the work. And we see it all the time on this planet. People that make false accusations about me and this message or the doctrine, they can accuse all day long. And spread gossip, and rumors, and lies, they can go all over Facebook, or wherever else, and on these online forums, and talk trash on me, and I guarantee you, even if they've read one book, they didn't read the others, even if they've read all the books, and they listen to all the podcasts, they're not still listening, and if anybody actually did what I said, and said, listen, listen to all of it, and every single time, take it to the Lord. And when you get to something that doesn't settle right with you, stop the podcast right there and ask a question and ask the right questions. Because some people just start, stop questioning because they don't get answers or they get mad because they didn't get answered the way they want it to be answered or how they want it to be answered or when they want it to be answered. And you know what? Just last week, I got answers to things I prayed about 40 years ago. And we don't have the patience to stay the course we give up before and we get confronted with truth and we can't handle the truth because we get fear energy and it hurts our heart so we give up and we go a different direction people leave the church because they can't handle certain doctrines now they're leaving the church because they know in their heart something isn't right we're being taught false doctrines we're being taught true doctrines and false doctrines. Does that make sense? No. And, and that's
0: kind of how I want to end because I've taken up so much of your time and I really appreciate this. But this, yeah. I, like I said, I was really skeptical of energy work. I'm still skeptical of it, but
1: I can't. I think like, that's a good place to be. You And whoever's working on you, you always need to. This is the arm of flesh in a celestial world. We do not trust in the arm of flesh. We trust in God. And we ask God everything. We don't just because I say it from the pulpit or it was recorded in church history does not mean that we stop there and say, We listen to the prophet and the prophet and the brethren can do no wrong, right? Because we're taught in the church, the first thing I learned the first the first week I was at BYU in my my uh principles of the gospel class, it was required by BYU. The first thing out of the guy's mouth was, If you if you question or criticize. A priesthood leader of any kind, your bishop, high councilman, or stake president, that is the road to apostasy. If you never do that, you will never apostatize. It's a lie. And you want to know why? Because that's brainwashing. And that's the way for them to basically keep the institution intact. Well, and, that's- and they're teaching it at BYU as freshmen.
0: I want to ask about the angels. I, I once had a, someone who talked about this podcast and they said, you know, the room had to expand 10 times or something to hold all the anger that I felt for these women and, and for the women that had gone through these things. The angels that you are seeing, the people that are following our, our relationship, our connection, like what, what, what would you tell? What do, what message, if any, do they have? for this podcast
1: today i want to say a few things the first thing is going back to questioning any kind of doctrine or any truth it's not just doctrinal truth it's any truth on this planet or anywhere else in the universe which is take it to the lord have patience have faith if you have faith you have hope and hope leads to charity it's a process and if you can't get the answer or it doesn't make sense or you're not ready to hear the truth put it on the shelf Put it off, off to the shelf. And when it's time for you to bring it down off the shelf and reexamine it, do that. And you might have to put it on the shelf a hundred times. But if you keep shelfing it and don't reject it, unless you know absolutely it's a lie. Because there's plenty of that too. The other thing is when it comes to polygamy, I mean, I would love to do, I, this is where I am now. I didn't want to have anything to do with polygamy six years ago because it was so painful. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is not, that's like the worst can of worms. Now I'm ready to say, okay, let's address this. Let's do, let's do a podcast. And I would love to do it with you if you want. Can help women on both sides of the veil clear energy related to the corruption of polygamy in a telestial world. And, um, and, and, and call it what it is, which is not correct.
0: I would love to talk to you about that. And I want to talk about some of the theological, uh developments of like where, where the doctrines that you're um teaching how they how we can track them because i think that's super fascinating right but yeah right. L- just give us a message that you want to leave us with because like i said i appreciate you being willing to do this you have a very well, very busy schedule <laughs>
1: <laughs> i do but you know somebody else that and i'll, I'll have to uh ask Eric for forgiveness when he finds out and listens to this and put him on a spot. Uh, he always has his agents to say yes or no, but Eric is really good. You know, he's got a calmer demeanor than me is really good at being logical and laying out the doctrine in a, in a more, a simpler manner on a doctrinal level. So he's also somebody else that would be really good to interview. I think. Yeah. We on, could do it together if you wanted. Like and, a panel. And, yeah. And have a, have another witness. Right because he's had his own witness on these doctrines as well it's not just cuz of mine so well yeah. what we could do I, is I mean, we agree. could put I up... guess my my message is one of hope that even though we have we have this corruption on the planet in every institution every organization and it's painful to wake up to the fact that the church that my ancestors became a part of and passed down to me this heritage and that I grew up with in in this life that, that they turned their back on me. Okay. They betrayed me in the worst way and that they've lied about their history and that they've twisted the doctrines. Okay. That's so painful. But what I now know as my truth is that it was all part of my mission to help me progress into the eternities and being in a telestial world doesn't have to be your station in life forever you can use it to propel forward into the light to get to the next level
0: well that's a great way to leave this thank you f- thank you for that and i think that i i agree with you on that um it's a, there's a message of hope and a way to transform some of the things that we inherited that weren't healthy you know into something yeah. healthier so
1: right and really that the, the lord is still directing his Quote unquote, his church, all of his churches, because these other faiths, they have different truths and they're teaching things that are true that our church isn't teaching, things that have been lost in, in our church. And, you know, the church always says we're the only true church. No, 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 no. The gospel is true. The church is not true. I've always had a problem with that since I was little. The church is not true. The gospel is true. Well, and what the would church, you... the, the, the keys were restored to Joseph, the truth was restored to Joseph, but he was never able to teach it. So those that have been leading in the last several generations have never been given the full truth. But the full truth is coming, and that is where the church, the firstborn, is coming. And we're not going to have the organizational structure that any of these churches have, because that is a terrestrial church. And those that want to go terrestrial and live in brighter, higher places with purer doctrine and have a greater understanding and be able to do that, I want to give hope that that day is coming and it will happen in my lifetime.
0: Do you want to say anything to the skeptics out there, people who think you're crazy or harmful or you know completely off the rails? What would you say to them?
1: I just want to tell them I love them, and um, hey, we need the skeptics too. Balances <laughs> the energy, and
0: well, maybe uh, we can have people you know, ask I heard questions. My, husband's
1: feelings. my husband and I have a very direct conversation. He's a very direct communicator, and. Often quite harsh. And, um, but I can thank him. He was perfectly prepared for me too. But because, because he was raised the way he was and he has his genetics and his conversation style, he helped get me out of some of the like passive aggressive communication styles in his, in my family and some of the indirect communication I grew up with. And because of, of his confrontational, you know, he's an attorney type energy, um, and the opposition I've had. In, in my marriage with him. I heard his feelings a little while ago because I told him, you know, that he had perfectly prepared me for all the awful things people say because he had been my greatest opposition up to that point. And he was like, I can't believe that that you said that. I'm like your biggest supporter. And I said, Yes, you are, but only after I've had had you confront me and question me every step of the way. And then he take but he takes everything to the Lord. And he's still veiled from a lot of it, too, because it's not part of his plan to be unveiled. So he he's a prime example. He does not believe everything I say. In fact, he's done the opposite every step of the way from the time I woke up. And when your own husband and extended family think you're crazy, (laughs) I don't care about strangers. But when your own husband thinks you're crazy and you have doctors that diagnosably give you medication. Well, you ask those tough questions of the Lord every day. Am I just crazy? Am I just crazy? And then you get more and more witnesses. So so I don't mind the skeptics because we have to have the opposition. And if those skeptics are critical thinkers and they open their heart and they're willing to let the heart rule them instead of the brain, but they can use their skeptical brains to propel them to ask questions that some people aren't willing to ask, it can actually be, be some of our strongest light warriors that we have.
0: One more question before I let you go, and that would be, what would you say to the the other group of people who say, you're not Mormon, this isn't Mormon?
1: Um, you're right, I'm not Mormon. <laughs> and even even when I was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I was never Mormon. This church isn't the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because it's you know, organized and run by Mormon. It was the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because it's his church.
0: So this doctrine and is ex- expansive beyond Mormonism, is what you're saying.
1: Like this is what I see as this is what I see as the fullness of the gospel coming. Gotcha. It's not here yet, but it will be.
0: Yeah, and we'll have to talk about that more later because I still claim the label Mormon, but I'm a misfit Mormon. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my yeah <laughs> my label. Well, that it's I a
1: nice it's a nickname that was given to us by anti Mormons. So and then and then it turned into a nickname the the, the you know, members of the church accepted. I say that's. I say that's accepting negative energy. But oh, now, whenever I refer to the church, I actually call it the Mormon Church because that's what I see them doing.
0: This was this was so fascinating, and again, I appreciate this. And yeah, let's let's get on again and talk about more of the theology because I think that's really interesting. I want to talk about the remnant movement, number Snuffer stuff, um, and how that. Like, there's so many things i want to ask you about but uh i've taken i can tell
1: you this much denver snuffer and i have nothing in common other than that we got x but we got x for different reasons and i don't i've been contacted by his group and several i don't want anything to do with him have you met him completely away uh no oh okay yeah i I don't i don't care to (laughs) is there
0: anything else you want to say before i let you go for this episode and then um
1: Uh, i just want to tell you thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk and you know, just again, express my love to everybody wherever they are within the sound of my voice because this is a hard plan, this this life plan that we get when we come to Celestial World, but it's very worth it. Just stay the course, have faith, you know, talk to the Lord and you don't have to be on your knees to do it. You can sit in your chair and you can open your eyes and look up to heaven. You don't always have to bow your head and fold your arms. That's cultural too. Just ask the Lord, the questions, and when you don't get the answers, don't give up on him and don't reject him. Open your heart to his love, because, you know, really, at the end of the day, it's about the heart. It's not about the word of wisdom. It's not about tattoos or ear piercings. It's not about, you know, wearing a white shirt to church, making sure you have a suit on or a tie or how your hair is combed or how your hair is colored or not colored it's about the heart
0: can absolutely say amen to that so that's a great way to end so thank you so much julie The song you just heard is called My Disguise by Mikkel Douse. Her album is available for purchase on iTunes or Apple Music. Thanks for listening.